Transformed, and welcome to The World Transformed. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Monday. How are you, my friend? Man, doing great. Looking forward to a uh, sort of a different week this week. This is... This is high concept material we're going to be dealing with all this week. We did artificial intelligence last week. We've been we've been doing some pretty intense thematic stuff and this week yeah, I would say if there is one theme tying it all together, Friday we're doing a geek out. If there's one theme tying it all together, it's weird. So, it's going to get weird. Fasten your seat belts, folks. Here we go. I mean, you can tell by the title of this show, the Yanni Laurel and the Mandela effect. Okay, so we're going to tie these two critical ideas together all right for those who have wondered how these two things relate to each other we're going to we're going to tie them together <laughs> if you've been sitting back wondering you know, how can these things be related you know we're, we're going we're gonna to go there so okay yeah this yanny laurel thing is weird but what does it have to do with the mandela effect what does it have to do with the berenstain slash berenstain bears well sit back here it comes we're going to we're going to step you through that okay seemingly these two things have nothing in common but they actually have a lot in common. So let's let's do a quick quick recap for those who may be unfamiliar with one or both of these phenomena who want to learn. Of course, the Mandela effect is well defined for us. I, I actually had to go to Urban Dictionary to get a good definition of the Mandela effect. Here's an interesting thing that's going on. You know, Wikipedia has been taken over by these kind of radical skeptics, uh, yeah. folks who are devotees of James Randi, the James Randi Educational Foundation, and. By and large, I don't have a problem with skeptics. I think they do a good thing debunking frauds and charlatans and, and helping people not be taken advantage of. I, that, that's, all, that's all good stuff. But I feel like they're turning a corner here where if you go to Wikipedia, you can't find Mandela Effect. They don't have an article on Mandela Effect. They have an article on false memory. And you can find the Mandela Effect in there, right? So it's like that's, there's an actual cultural phenomenon called the Mandela effect, which should be in Wikipedia. Sorry, this is, this is all an aside. I'm just pointing yeah. this out. Um, and I had to go elsewhere to get a good definition. Anyway, Mandela effect, here's a definition over at Urban Dictionary, named after the famous Nelson Mandela. This conspiracy theory is when a large group of people remember something being a certain way, but when people go back and look at it, it has changed or is gone, <laughs> and they say right out, in this universe with no reasoning other than it's always been like that. And then they go into the theories behind the Man Mandela effect, time travel, and we're shifting from one universe to another. We've talked about the Mandela well, effect. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've mentioned it many times because it's kind of a fun thing to talk about. Let me just ask this, Phil. What is the spookiest Mandela effect to you? Because the Mandela thing, I, I clearly remember that he was in prison. I thought, you know, this was back when I was in high school, I thought this guy's never getting out of prison. He's going to die in prison. But then I remember later he got out of prison, became president of South Africa, and then eventually passed away. But a lot of people have a different memory of that. So I'm not spooked by the thing that gave the, the effect its name, but there is one that kind of spooks me. Is there one that spooks you? Okay, I'll tell you, the one that got my attention was C-3PO's leg. Okay, that that C-3PO always had one leg that didn't match the other leg. Right. I never noticed that. And I watch those movies a lot. And that, yeah, if I had seen that over and over, it didn't occur to me. So that one, that one got my attention anyway. It was like, well, I really never noticed that before. So, so that, that, but I mean, that's a weird, 
I wouldn't hinge a whole. I've moved from one universe to another on that. Okay, I have to say that. Well, this one's this one's pretty minor, but it kind of spooks me because it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, mm-hmm. you remember the old James Bond movie Moonraker? Yes. Okay, there's a henchman of the bad guy. He he actually played a henchman in one other James Bond movie, but Jaws is his name. Jaws, yeah, and, oh, yeah, awesome and, uh, character. Uh, Keel, the name of the actor, is it Robert Keel? Um, I don't know. But at any rate, uh, a heck of a nice guy um, who, who, who passed away here recently. But at any rate, in that movie, he uh, he's wearing this huge dental appliance because he's a bad guy. And he kills oh, yeah. people with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so he meets a girl in this. It's, it's meant for comic relief, right? Well, he he meets a girl in this, and and she's a cute blonde and everything. And he smiles at her, and she smiles back at him, and they take each other's hand and walk away. And it's the beginning of him becoming a good guy, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and no longer being a henchman. Well, when he smi- the way I remember it, it's when he smiled at her with his big dental appliance. She smiles back at him and has braces, and and that is something that they have in common. And it was sort of the joke, right? I mean, and uh, that's it. Well, that apparently is not the way it ever was. It was, uh, she smiles back at him. She does not have braces. The joke's not even there, right? The joke of she had something on her teeth, too, is not even there. And so that moment doesn't even seem to work the way it really is, right? Or the way it is. It is in this universe, right? And so that's uh, that to me is a weird one uh, because the joke's not even there. And I, I clearly remember seeing it as a kid with with her smiling back with braces, and then they having a moment over that, and uh, they take each other hand, the other's hand, and walk away. That is interesting. You know, that scene yeah. must occur somewhere. It's just not there, right? I mean, that must be a scene because I remember that too. I remember yeah. seeing that scene, and I don't remember it in that movie necessarily, although when you, as soon as you said it, it's like, oh, yeah, isn't that what happened? It sounds like that's what happened. That, that's, that's a Mandela effect that's kind of spooky to me, and, I, I, and apparently it's always been with her with just bare teeth. You know, she never had any sort of dental appliance at all. That's just strange to me. That's a strange one. There you go. I think that one is a lot like this. People think that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam!, Right, right, and, right, and there, and there was no such movie. It's really interesting to hear Sinbad talk about it. It's like, okay, does anyone want to show me a clip? Because I, you know, <laughs> I, I have don't received have no money. <laughs> yes, and but I guess was it Shaquille O'Neal? Somebody was in a movie called Kazam around the right. around the same time, and they and they're saying people are uh, people are getting those those two things mixed up. So I think yeah, so, sometimes one thing. Substitutes. Well, there's, for, there was also another thing that Sinbad actually to promote reading. There was like uh, in schools there were like these posters of Sinbad dressed up as Sinbad the Sailor or something. I mean, it had some sort of costume on promoting reading, and it looked like a movie poster. You take that memory and and then combine it with Kazam, and then you've got Sinbad in some movie that never really existed. That one, to me, I can explain away. Yeah, but it's not a big so deal like, like what happened with Jaws and his girlfriend. Now, that's weird. That's right. That, that, was, that one hits me. It's home because I, I have a clear recollection to the contrary of what reality is supposed to be. Well, here we are early in the week. It's Monday, and we're full geek-out mode, so I'm enjoying right. this. But we, we've got to come back to the point, which is right. the, the Mandela effect is this idea that the world changes kind of behind our backs and that we're carrying memories around of a different version of the world than the world we've somehow fallen into. And right. Nelson Mandela's death is the, is the most 
the most famous example. When we talked about it, we talked about the Berenstein Bears. I think, you know, there's this thing people think that Skippy, they get Skippy and Jiff mixed up, and they think there was a peanut butter called Jiffy is, a, is another good example. But these are, follow the link there, look at the, look at the definition, or just Google Mandela Effect. You'll see all kinds of, all kinds of wonderful, weird examples of the Mandela Effect. And as, and, and as you noted, we've talked about it many times. Well, what's going on with the Mandela Effect? Are we moving, are we traveling through time? Are we moving from universe to universe? Well, let's, let's bring out Yanni Laurel. Okay, so this is a big flap about a week and a half ago now, and it swept the internet. Yanni Laurel, Stephen, what did you hear? Laurel, quite, quite clearly. And when I said Laurel, I'm referring, you know, in case you heard Yanni when I said Laurel, I, I'm referring to the uh, one half of the comedic team, okay? It's not, not, it's the, not when not you do it. Not the new age singer. Yeah, not yeah. the new age singer. <laughs> it's not when you say it. It's only when that, when that recording <laughs> okay. says it. Yeah, if you follow the link, if you haven't heard this yet, there's a, there's a sound going around on the Internet, and it could be someone saying the word Yanni, the name Yanni. It could be someone saying the name Laurel. And what's interesting is that... The first time I encountered it, it was on my phone, and I played it, and I heard both at the, very distinctly at the same time. I was like, well, it's like they've recorded one name right over the other. That's why people are hearing both. It's, they've, they've done some weird mix thing. And the next day, my daughter had put a different link up to it, and it was the, the one in the New York Times where you could adjust whatever it is you're adjusting there, the frequencies, and you could shift from all the way – Yanny on the left to all the way Laurel on the right, or I might have the yeah, directions of, of that one confused. But when I played that one, I heard a very distinct Laurel, and I had to crank it all the way to the right before I could even hear any Yanny at all. So I think what device you're listening on actually makes a huge difference for that effect. But it's, it's very interesting because those aren't two words that sound anything alike, right? <laughs> no. It would make sense if it was like Laurel and Lauren. Or something yeah. like that. That's the close. But no, no, this is like way out there. You know, Yanny and Annie, right? It's like, wait, is there a Y at the beginning or not? But no, these are these are two two names that don't sound anything alike, which kind of makes me feel a little bit better about the fact that anytime I hear anyone say any one syllable name at a distance, I hear Phil. Okay? It's like <laughs> If they say Chuck, if they say Bob, you know, if they say Ann, it doesn't matter. I, it's like I vaguely hear, hear Phil in that, which is probably just, you know, you're, you, you think you're hearing your It's like when you're in a crowd and you hear somebody say dad, right? There's just a reflex that's, that's, yeah. that's built in. But it's a, it's a very interesting perceptual thing that's occurring. People are hearing two different things. And this appears to have to do with your hearing register, partly but it's also partly what's going on in your brain, that your brain is processing the data as it comes in differently. And, of course, this relates to the famous dress controversy of about two years ago, was it? I think it was about a year yeah. ago. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was that long. I mean, at least a year and a half ago, it seems like. So. so there was this picture of a dress. And the question was, is this a picture of a white and gold or blue and black dress? If you're not familiar with this one, just follow the link and check it out, and you'll see – that it's clearly a white and gold dress. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> I saw white and gold too, uh, but I know people that that saw it otherwise, and I'm going like, where, how? You know, I mean, this is clearly white and gold. How do you miss this? How can you a, see it I'll, as anything other than that? And what's yeah. interesting is I found a YouTube video where the guy said, "I can help you hear either Yanny or Laurel or see the dress either way," and I'm like, perfect. 
So I, I watched the video, and you know the Yanni Laurel thing was just exactly. He plays it differently, and then you can you can hear it differently. But the blue dress thing, he says, well, maybe if you open it up in a paint program and you change these settings, maybe you'll see it differently. Here, let me show you. And he changes it, and I didn't see it differently. I'm like, oh man, this one doesn't change no matter what you do. Okay, I can I can tune Yanni Laurel to hear either of both words, but man, that is a white and gold dress. I have seen a similar video, or maybe the same video, uh, Phil. And when he tuned it, I was able to see it the other way. Okay, just I, I want to bring it back to Wikipedia, and I was giving them a hard time for being too skeptical. All right, but check this out. Here's what it says. A study carried out by Schlafke et al. reported that individuals who saw the dress as white and gold showed increased activity in the frontal and parietal regions of the brain. Those areas are thought to be critical in higher cognition activities. So I think I can't see it as blue and black because I'm just too smart. I think that's <laughs> Well, I, I saw it the, the same way, but I could see it the other way. So yeah. So I, folks, I'm not saying anything. Take away from this little discussion what you will uh, about the difference between me and Stephen. I'm just telling you, I can't see it as anything but blue and white. And the science shows what it shows. So um, now, and, and, you, and we don't want to be science deniers. That's right. Listen, I, I maybe I gave him a hard time about being too skeptical, but science says what it says. Okay, so there it is. Um, so here it is. Two people hearing the same sound can't agree on what it is. Two people looking at the same image have this fundamental basic disagreement as, as to what that thing is. So that tells you something about the world we live in, but there's more. And I want everyone to follow the link that is shown here and look at this image, okay? And Stephen, have you checked, have you checked this thing out? This is the two shades of gray. Forget about Fifty Shades of Grey. All you need are two shades of grey. <laughs> two shades are enough to get you now, confused. Okay, I, I'm looking at this. So what I'm looking at is it looks like almost like a ring box that's open facing away from me, right? And uh, There you go. Very nice, yeah. The, the top of the box is against a blue field, maybe, maybe meant to be the sky, right? And yep. the, the division of the, bo of the box, the top half of the box and the lower half of the box is right at the horizon. And so I'm seeing what would appear to be a differently colored half of the, the box below the horizon and the darker, it would appear, gray, gray portion of the box up in the blue sky. So what is the takeaway here, Phil? Is it, are these the same shade and it, and it just looks different? Or Yes. If you look at the main body of the upper square and the main body yeah. of the lower square, they are the exact same shade of gray. That's and funny. I, I finally yeah. rigged up a little H-shaped viewer to look at that thing online because you can't, I, there, there is nothing you can do to make yourself see those two grays as the same as long as you can see part of that picture, right? If you take out the middle line, they look closer, right? They look a lot closer, but the sky and the ground are still messing with you. So I created this thing that took out the middle line and took out the sides. And then if you look at it that way, you say, oh, those really are the exact same shade of gray. But it takes massive manipulation in order to see them the same. If you glance at them, you're just obviously looking at something that's kind of very dark gray on top and very light gray on bottom, right? Or, or white right. even. It, it's just yeah. white in a shadow is basically what you see. So, right. well, I, I'm looking at it through a straw here, Phil. I've literally got a straw, and I'm looking through it, and that helps some. But there's still the division line. So I think I'd probably have to, like, pull a sample from the top and pull a sample from the bottom and pull them into paint or something and uh, put them side by side in order to settle it. Well, what that is, 
okay? You remember those ads years ago, this is your brain on drugs, okay? Mm-hmm. This is reality on your brain, okay, folks? This, <laughs> for, forget, forget about what other people are seeing, and just look at what you're seeing. You can't even see the same shade of color in the same picture. In the same picture and have it look the same. If you can't do that, what do you think's really going on with the Mandela effect? If your brain can't even give you consistent information about something in the present tense, what's really likely going on with the past? And I don't mean to go all Wikipedia skeptical about the Mandela effect. I'm just saying that if, if we have these major perceptual issues occurring day to day, when I look at that picture, I think, well, what am I really seeing when I look at the world? I'm taking a lot of information that is probably misleading at all times. I'm thinking a lot of things that are misleading at all times. And I don't mean this to say, in, in a sense, that the Mandela effect is wrong, because I think it really is true that there's a lot of different universes involved. There really are different universes. Uh, it's just that we're each living in our own. <laughs> Well, you know, magicians take advantage of our uh, of these perceptual gaps, don't they? And and less nice con the con men do too, right? Uh, to the extent that we don't quite get reality, uh, it, that that is exploited sometimes. And, and I think uh, that's the point. You know, if yeah. a magician shows you a trick and you're entertained by it, great. If a yeah. con man exploits your brain perception difficulties, then that's awful, right? The Mandela effect, as long as you're not putting any money into it, it's fine, right? If you're entertained by it. <laughs> that, that one's one that could be on the line between magician entertainment on one side and then those who really go deep into it, Phil, and put a substantial portion of their life into conspiracy theories like that. To some extent, they're conning themselves out of, <laughs> out of a portion of their life, right? Well, I, I, I think you're exactly right, Stephen. Folks, if you're spending a lot of time thinking about the Mandela effect, I want to suggest to you that it's probably about as useful as spending a lot of time thinking that that lower one really is white and the upper one really is dark gray. Okay, that that probably those are those are probably equally well spent time. So hey, see, Stephen, we're not doing weird shows. We're we're solving the weirdness. That's what we're doing. Uh, we promise, though, on Wednesday. It, it's going to get weird. Yeah. Wednesday, it's going to get weird again, and I'm not sure if we're going to be able to fix that one. Okay. We're no, no this one's, I, I, I can almost guarantee it's just going to get weird and stay weird. But uh, That is some serious fun. weird. So, so <laughs> thanks, Stephen. Great talking with you. Great having you all with us. We will be back on Wednesday with a brand new, very weird show. And until next time, live to see it. Mm-hmm.